Yes, bring in new voices. Yes, you know, do it. Go for it. But if it doesn't work with the first diverse voice, the not non-whites, I'm talking about non-whites now, that doesn't mean it's a failure. You know, keep going, keep working on it. These are systemic problems that have been in place almost since the beginning of um, audio. And so it's going to take time to un what I call undo the bias. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my interview with Latanya J. Pegues. So in the aspect of helping people overcome this, how do you specifically, when you're doing this as a trainer, how do you help people overcome this kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Listen to new voices. That's a big one. Um, take note and listen to common themes from different speakers. Um, you know, don't be afraid of a different point of view. That's a big one. You know, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. and doesn't mean that something's wrong with you if I don't agree with you. You know, um, let's see. What can you do to overcome unconscious bias? You can be aware that you got it. <laughs> That's a biggie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first step. Right. The first step is knowing you have a problem. <laughs> there you go. Yep. You know, take note of how you re react and respond to different people. That's a big one. Um, if you have favorites and it's obvious to others, that could be a problem because it's going to affect the team. It's not going to be great for the team. Uh, let's see. Identify what makes you uncomfortable. Ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? You know, we're still talking black and white. Some white men have a problem with black men. And for whatever reason, I'm like, what is the problem? Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, inside, they have this fear of black men. So when there's an opportunity to tackle them or to shoot them or here in the United States, we have a lot of problems with just black people literally just walking down the street and getting murdered by cops because somebody called a white woman in her house, called and said, there's a black man on my street. Well, here in the U.S., it's public. They're public streets funded by taxpayers. Everybody's taxpayers money is commingled. And so it's black money and white money. But yet and still, this white woman felt afraid. I'm thinking of Elijah McClain in Colorado. This is a real story that I'm thinking mm -hmm. of, you know, and he's just a young kid listening to music. He had, you know, he was he had his iPod or whatever he was using, just dancing, having a good time. And next thing you know, he's tackled a knee is on his neck and then he's injected with some stuff and he didn't make it. Young, young black boy, uh, oh, young wow. man, 21, 22 years old, yeah. you know, so these kinds of things are problems. But when you are able to figure out why I'm talking to white men specifically, why are you afraid of black men? You know, what have they done to you? I know this is a hard thing to think about, but maybe these are things that have happened because you've watched it on TV. There was a time when television and, and the movies was making it seem like that's, you know, black men were the bad guys. But those are the only roles that they probably could get in those days because of the stereotypes in Hollywood. You know, so this is a really big one. You know, if you can dig deep, you know, white women, too. You know, why are you afraid when you look out the window or if you are by a black man or a black woman and you got to clutch your purse and move <laughs> over to the side? <laughs> president Obama even talked about that. He's experienced that before he oh. was president of the United States. You know, so what is this fear? What is the fear factor here? If anything, maybe 
black people should be afraid of white people because they keep killing us? Maybe that's the real fear factor. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good thing either way. (laughs) You know, but it's like the bias there. But do you see the bias that's there? Mm -hmm. You know, most, and I know I'm talking black and white, but that's the way people can kind of really get it. (laughs) Is that most of the wealth here in the U.S. is held by whites. And then, but that's, but that's systematic, systemic. That's a reason for that. We could talk about U.S. history and culture, some other show, mm. <laughs> but there's a reason for that. There are literally mm-hmm. layers of laws enacted and um, even intentionality. I mean, it's, it's a whole big thing. It's, it's really intentional. Sure. You know, but that's a big one. You know, why are you afraid of other people? You know, think about that. So when you're able to come to that conclusion and say, oh, my God, it was me. Because some people be like, are you kidding me? I'm the most liberal person out there. I love everybody. I play We Are the World every day before I go to work, you know, and it's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> well, when it comes to audio, I, I think that a lot of the ways that that, you know, this probably helps everyone if we hear ourselves in whatever media we're experiencing so if you if you see someone who sounds and looks like you on a movie screen who isn't the bad guy (laughs) there you go uh, who can be the hero or heroine of the story i mean then that allows people outside of that perspective to experience that as a reality Mm -hmm. and people who relate to who is out there being played on the screen to be proud that they can do that too i mean like it's just it's it's all i think the media has a big part of this absolutely yeah which is why i think that that podcasting is such a a fantastic medium for a lot of this because it's putting the voices of everybody out there with a very even playing field when it comes right down to it so Mm -hmm. you know i i really like that aspect of of podcasting but you're right that um casting I think they're getting a little better at this. They at least know there is an issue. <laughs> mm. I sure um, hope so, because it just makes yeah. it, a, a, it's the pool is too small. There's too many great yes. voices out there, you know, and speaking of um, diversity and change and things like that in Hollywood, that's part of the reason why Black Panther was a smash success internationally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hearing all these different accents, different voices, you know, the costuming, the sets, you know, the people, the skin tones, darker skinned black people. Yeah. You know, yeah. so sometimes even uh, in casting, darker skinned people are not cast. Mm-hmm. Why is that? There's a bias there, too. You know, darker skinned Indians, darker skinned Hispanics, they are just simply not cast as much as those who have fairer skin. But the beauty of, I mean, I just love Black Panther. I think I've seen it maybe 15 or 16 times. It's a so fantastic far. film. Yeah. You know, I agree. it's just yeah. for so, on so many levels. And I just miss Chadwick Bozeman so much. He and yeah. I are both Howard University graduates. And I just, oh my God, I just, uh, I'm not going to cry. But is he just, his loss really was a great loss to me personally. And I know to the world. But he brought so much to the King T'Challa character. I oh, mean, yeah. just incredible. Yeah, you know, really, so another really, yeah. example of how diversity and thought and thinking and trying something different. Yeah, they could have had British accents. They were most of those countries were colonized by the British or some European uh, country. So, yeah, you know, they could have done Black Black Panther with a British accent or some non some European accent. But no, they chose to go with the authentic accent of the region of that continent. And boy, did that resonate with the world. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's, there's so, I, I just love the fact that Disney, you know, invested 
and took that leap. And of course, um, I think it's the Kegel brothers. I, I messed up their last name, um, who are part of the Marvel comic universe uh, kings, if you will. Yeah. And of course, Stan Lee, you know, God rest his soul and memory. Mm. But um, the fact that they were able to just take that leap and they're like, you know what? This is what we're going to do. And they did it. And it was awesome. Yeah. You know, so those of you who are thinking about it, you know, think about the black the success of Black Panther. And, you know, and if you don't know what to do as far as, you know, how to cast different voices, get a consultant. Hire somebody who is from that experience. And this is something else I wanted to share with your audience, too, is that if someone is trying to teach you, uh, not you, Jody, but you, your listening <laughs> audience and you, I sure. guess, you know, about something, <laughs> make sure they have experience in that area. Yeah, it's one thing to experience, um, how can I say, a bump on your toe, but it's another thing to have had toe surgery where you had to learn how to rewalk using your toe. Mm. And I think I'd rather hear from the person if I've got some toe issues and so now I'm going to be a better toe from somebody <laughs> who has had to relearn how to use the toe. Mm-hmm. And yep. so sometimes that happens when you're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, is that, again, sorry, here we go. You have white women and white men coming in teaching about diversity. And I'm like, but what have you had to overcome from your experience? You've come with so much uh, privilege, entitlement, et cetera, that you don't even really know what it means to be inclusive. You know, so, so don't get, I'm, I'm making hasty generalizations. I understand that. <laughs> but there are times when people who have suffered through the system, who have been oppressed through the system, and when we make it, they call us resilient. Mm-hmm. When whites make it, they don't say resilient. They're just like, hey, add a boy, add a girl, good job. You know, so for those of us who've had to be resilient and bounce back, you know, if you got to bounce, that means you're going down before you can get back up to bounce up, right? So if we're on the uptick of that, that means that we probably have some great experience that we can bring and share that can really help transform an organization, how voices are heard, how the audio is branded, how people are recruited, and opportunities for folks, even in the decision-making roles, to be more inclusive and not just have people uh, of European descent and white voices. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio branding strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website, and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. So along those lines, how have you um, helped particular organizations? Do you have any successes that you could talk about? I do. Yeah. Want to hear them? I definitely want to hear them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, there's this one organization that I trained, and they, I saw them recently at a conference. I did some in-person training a couple weeks ago. And I saw, and it's so interesting in this virtual world, right? 
because I had never seen her in person before. She and I met on, uh, I think, LinkedIn or some social platform. Oh, no, she found me through my website because she had heard me at another um, conference online. Yeah. And so when I was in person and I was sharing with somebody because I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll be speaking today at three o'clock, whatever. And she goes, Latanya? (laughs) I said, yeah. She goes, I'm so-and-so from, um, we brought you into training. I'm like, oh, yes, hello. You know, to actually see her in person was like, wow, this is surreal. I love it. It's great. But she told me, she said, as a result of your training, we are being intentional. Well, that's one of the things I talk about. Intentionality. You got to mean to do it. You just can't say, oh, you know, we love the world and, you know, our good thoughts are just going to change everything. No. She said, we intentionally hired a diversity director. And we are intentionally giving that director um, several staff and we are intentionally funding them like we want them to win. I love that. Good. Mm -hmm. And so I was so thrilled with that because that's what I talk about. It's like some people want to say we're diverse. You know, oh, yeah, we hired a chief diversity officer and that's all you hired was one person in an organization with a thousand people. Yeah, that's not going to help a whole lot. (laughs) So when I'm a, I'm, my background is in, is in technology. I'm a low temperature physicist. I'm a mm-hmm. satellite engineer. I've done all these different things, you know, worked at NASA, worked on spacecraft, really cool stuff. But I've seen with my own eyes, Jody, when we want to make a change in the tech or something that we want to advance, we pump the money in there like we want to do it. Mm-hmm. And those things that are well-funded are those things that are expected to win. So if somebody is a chief diversity officer, okay, happy for you. That's a really big step. No, I'm not being sarcastic. That is a big step. You know, but to win, they're going to need staff. They're going to need to report directly to the executive team, probably the chief executive officer, you know, the most important voice, if you will, in a company, and get their backing as well as their support with multiple staff, not just an assistant, but multiple staff, long-term goals, Funded in a long-term way, and then that could help make the change. You know, so I think that's been the challenge. If you look at even LinkedIn, you know, one day you see, uh, we call them CDOs, Chief, Chief Diversity Officer that has been, um, uh, gotten the job. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, six months later, you find out through some other means that they're no longer there. Ugh. And I think that's because they weren't supported. They were just a box to check mm-hmm. and the company did not take it seriously. You know, so even with the diverse voices that we're talking about in audio, yes, bring in new voices. Yes, you know, do it. Go for it. But if it doesn't work with the first diverse voice, the non-whites, I'm talking about non-whites now, that doesn't mean it's a failure. You know, keep going. Keep working on it. These are systemic problems that have been in place almost since the beginning of um, audio. And so it's going to take time to what I call undo the bias. Yeah. You know, and again, if if it's not working for you because you're not, you know, you never had a broken toe. <laughs> so you don't know how to fix the broken toe and walk again properly. Find somebody. And of course, these are just analogies who has had a broken toe and has had to figure it out. Talk to people, some would say, who have been oppressed or suppressed or marginalized. And they have been able to come up and they have great information that they can share and pay them too. that's something that happens too. there's a bias that comes to with um, Jody, you know, hey. You know, we're doing this um, um, diversity training or whatever we're doing, and we're just going to ask the person to come for free. What? You want all that experience and things and knowledge that people have to help transform your organization, bring morale up high, 
increase productivity and you want them to come for free? Has someone actually asked you that? Oh, honey. Really? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Free or some free or just some money that I might be able to buy lunch and gas with. I can't. I can't even. (laughs) Just like that blows my mind. My goodness. Yep, it happens all the time because it's not valued. See, something that's undervalued Mm -hmm. is not taken seriously on so many levels, you know. And so that again, yes, pay this the chief diversity officer or the staff that's coming in, and also pay your consultants like you're paying your other consultants and the other staff who are bringing in solutions that are helping to grow and transform the organization as well. Yeah, super important. Thank you for mentioning that because that's something people should know. (laughs) Yeah. It's not free and it shouldn't be free. (laughs) My goodness. Mm -hmm. Uh, But along those lines also, what are you working on right now? What are you uh, heading up at the moment? Well, I am writing a book on unconscious bias. Wow, very cool. Okay. (laughs) It's called Unconscious Bias Revealed. Mm Mm-hmm. How to Recognize and Undo Bias. It's a big question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be on Amazon and Google uh, Books and Apple Books and BarnesandNoble.com. Barnes & Noble selling books online. Um, So it's going to be there, too. And I will have an audio book, too. Fantastic. So be on the lookout for that. So you're getting into voiceover now, too, right? I am. It's so yeah. exciting. How's that going? Well, I'm taking it, um, how can we say, step by step. Okay. So it's been about a year since I've re-entered, because back in the old days, I used to do voiceover work. Um, mm-hmm. And I was doing commercials, and I was working at a radio station. And I actually ended up being an on-air DJ, co co co. what is it called? Co-host, co-host of a show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I became a co-host of the show and just loved radio, fell in love with it and started doing all kinds of interviews with celebrities and um, executives and just really cool things. And so I just kind of fell into it, if you will. But I loved it. You know, I've always wanted to do animation and voice characters and voice acting. And because my friends are like, oh, my God, you do the best impressions. Oh, you are just <laughs> really good. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh, that would be cool, you know, to do some animation and, you know, like an on, or not just a recurring, yeah, a recurring role, an ongoing role, sure. um, as well as, you know, like um, corporate uh, voiceover work. That would be super. So I started reentering about a year ago. I wanted to make sure I came in the right way because I had been out of the business for so long. And so um, as a result of that, I've been going to lots of conferences and Speaking of Selvash, you know, spending time uh, learning from um, from Gas- the Gaskins, but of course it's Joan and yeah. Rudy yeah, um, and their team and um, Val Kelly and just so many who have been, te- um, Everett Oliver, you mm-hmm. know, so many that I've been learning from, uh, Scott Parkins. I mean, I'm name dropping now, you know, but it really does make a difference, you know, coming in back the right way. And as a result, I get to meet amazing people like Jody Krangle, <laughs> who is nominated for a Selvash Award. So... <laughs> But if uh, but if anybody's listening who wants to you know check me out or whatever you know let's, I was going to ask you yeah let's uh, talk where let's, where let's can they some find voiceovers you? going where can they find you to for for this kind of training also mm-hmm. but you know for voiceovers as well yeah sure oh yeah hey I'll tell you what why don't they just reach out to me at the UB trainer so I'm known as the unconscious bias trainer so it's at the T H E the word spelled out U for unconscious B for bias trainer. So like when you go and work out with a personal trainer, how you feel the burn, 
Well, I think some of you might have been burning today as a result of some of the things I said. <laughs> so it's at the UB Trainer on um, all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. Fantastic. Uh, and you are, yeah, so the website is at theubtrainer.com, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And thank you for mentioning that, Jody, because I blog on unconscious bias. And so every week, matter of fact, that just my latest blog post was yesterday. You know, so go and check out the, the site if you want to see little video clips of me training. Um, I also have a podcast, too, the UB Fantastic. Trainer Podcast. It's mm-hmm. on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the podcasts there, uh, Unconscious Bias. So that's been pretty popular, too. Um, so it's, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting to help um, bring solutions that people need, and they may not realize they need them until they sure. start hearing yeah. conversations like this. Yeah, You know, because, again, people, most people think, you know, we're great, you know, we're nice, you know, we're not hurting anybody, but they don't realize that their their bias is keeping them from opening certain doors to help other organizations and individuals grow. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, you know, they really some some people are never really even challenged to even have to think differently. So hopefully today is that wake up call for folks to start thinking, hey, you know, what can I do differently? How can I be a better me? And. How can I get courageous to try to undo bias? Yeah, yeah. This is a, it's an important conversation. Hi, this is Cynthia Jai, voice coach. I was a guest on Jody's podcast, Audio Branding. It was a great pleasure working with Jody. She's a great host, thoughtful, detail-oriented, and asks insightful questions. I recommend you check out the podcast if you want to make your brand sound successful. Before we go, I want to ask you, like, what have you experienced yourself in this? Like, is this because, you know, I want to make this a little personal because, you know, it's I know not you- personal yet. I haven't well, been sharing personal. Well, you've been sharing the broader <laughs> spectrum, which I okay, understand and okay. I get that. I totally get that. Um, but but your personal experience as as far as this goes, which is how you're relating to people changing their bias, is that's an important part of this. So I, I want to get your perspective on that. Well, um, <laughs> being an African-American woman living in America, there mm-hmm. you go. I'm living in Texas, a southern state, you know, still very racist. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in a city that's known to be, um, how can we say, liberal and progressive and a blue dot in a red state. Well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, ask again, ask the people with the broken toes, you know, how they've how they've uh, uh, become resilient and had to bounce back from that. Um, you know, being a scientist and engineer, you know, African-American woman working with predominantly men who are white. You know, that is the challenge. Um, you know, so it's just so many, you know, unfortunately, you know, different things that I, I personally have experienced or even just family members or friends, you know, people who've been overqualified for opportunities that don't get them. And you're like, but the description says this is what you want. X, Y, Z, one, two, three. But you're going mm-hmm. with somebody who's not even in the ballpark of being able to do those capabilities. You know, so there's been countless times that I have been um, uh, have not had opportunity provide um, goods to provide services um, even as a business owner you know for clients because of whatever reason mm. you know maybe I didn't go to the school they thought I should go to maybe I'm not from the state they thought I should be in um, but a lot of that happens in Texas they're very I don't know if you heard this term good old boy network uh-huh. I have heard the term yes <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah. it was originated here 
Oh, okay. <laughs> because for whatever reason in this state, it's like you've got to check certain boxes. It doesn't mean you have to know anything about the subject. But they are very loyal, um, some would say to a fault, of making sure that they're just getting certain people that they want in their circle. And I understand sure. that happens, you know, throughout the world. There are certain levels of, you know, this is our group. You know, this is what we're I get that. But here it's just beyond anything I've ever seen. Wow. Because the work's not getting done. In some instances, you're like, well, wait a minute. This is the job description. This is what the statement of work is. You know, who's going to get it done? Mm-hmm. And so you find a lot of gaps, unfortunately, you know, that happen because of that bias. And, you know, personally speaking, I have been on the recipient, uh, the receiving end of that more times than I can count. You know, yeah. able to bring excellent service, able to bring, you know, the solutions that are needed. You know, I've traveled to what five of the seven continents. You know, so my worldview is expansive. You know, I've worked on literally machinery that's out of this world. You know, spacecraft. <laughs> that is very cool, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Is it far out too? Oh yeah. <laughs> Groovy. Can you dig it? I am such a geek. So, yeah. Oh, me that, too. That me is, too. Yeah. That, that the whole space thing is like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. Starstruck. There you go. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I so appreciate your relating that personally because I think that people need to understand how this relates and, and how it presents itself to people as opposed to organizations. Like, mm. they need to be able to narrow it down to that personal experience, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And some would say, you know, like, you've got to be kidding me, Latanya, with that background. You know, you should be able to do whatever you want. Yeah, I should. But biases are not allowing that. Yeah. You know, and in some instances, Jody, people are afraid that I am going to um, expose the fact that they don't know what they say they know. That's what I've heard. Really? They're like, Yeah. They're like, oh, Latanya, there's no way we're bringing you in. Not in my face, but later. Yeah, you know, yeah. When it's safe and they, they know they can't be sued or, or however that goes. <laughs> Well, then yes. why did they hire the other person in the first place is what I'd like to know. <laughs> well, they didn't feel threatened by that person. That that was the, oh, that's the goodness. rest of it. And they're like, oh, oh we knew so. that you were going to like just outshine us all and we were going to look bad. And so we just, <laughs> I'm thinking, but I don't want your job. I don't want your job. I just wanted to come in and do the work and then mm-hmm. leave. You know, mm-hmm. as a business owner, I wanted to provide a service, you know, hopefully improve and make things better. You know, but I don't I don't want your job. I don't want yeah. what you're doing. You know, but I can't tell you how many times that has happened to me living here where people feel threatened. Now, in other parts of the United States, they embrace what I bring to the table. They're like, oh, yeah, come on, because they're they're OK. with and not saying I'm the smartest person in the room. Please. That's not what I'm saying. But they're OK with having someone of an intellectual level that's going to maybe bring, you know, some different opportunities to the table, different ways of thinking. I call it non-traditional solutions for clients. Some people love that. They want that. Yeah. And others are just, they're not ready. So, Different yeah. Perspectives are very important. Yeah. yeah and um, <laughs> their, um, how can we say their self, what's it called? Self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So self-esteem, um, their level of feeling um, valued or important, or there's a bias, maybe something happened to them. You know, they're like, oh my God, she studied physics. I had a bad experience with physics in high school. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I hated my physics teacher. You know, she's a physicist. Oh, my God, low temperature physicist on top of that. What in the world is that? So I'm just going <laughs> to shut her out because my bias is so strong that even though I'm, you know, the big boss and I'm making mm-hmm. a zillion dollars, whatever, but I'm going to turn her and her company away, Boaz Enterprises, because of my bias. And it's not said yeah. like that, but sometimes that's the way that things happen. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I am uh, very pleased to have been able to talk to you about this because I think it's in a, a really important topic um, in audio and in general. And, and I really appreciate your coming and, and chatting with me about this. Thank you so much. Of course. And thank you too, Jody. It's been a mm-hmm. joy. And everybody, doesn't she have a great voice? You know, she's got that, <laughs> wow, I can just listen to her for hours kind of voice. So you've got, you have beautiful voice registry. It's wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. And likewise, I have every expectation that you will do every wonderful thing in voiceover that you want to do. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate referrals. So if you all can't find me, send it to Jody, and she'll send it to me. <laughs> but thank you for that. I appreciate that. I really do. Thanks so much. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time. Until next time.